Welcome to the Leisure Business Broadcast. Expert interviews, top marketing tips and digital know-how for tourism businesses. Now, here's your host, David Kilkelly. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Leisure Business Broadcast. It's been super busy for us this autumn, so it's been a struggle to try and squeeze some of these episodes in, but I've actually got two in the can ready to go out. Um, so there's this episode, which is going to have a little bit of a, a foodie theme. I'm talking to Stella West Harling today, who was the founder of Ashburton Cookery School and also owns Home Farm Cafe in Park, which is actually up for a Devon Tourism Award this evening. Um and we're, we're sponsoring the Devon Tourism Awards this evening as well. So we're going to be down there. So it's quite exciting. We'll have to wait and see if Home Farm Cafe pick up that award. Um, this episode probably won't get until slightly after that. But one of the reasons we've been quite busy is, is supporting those awards. And then the next episode we're doing is with Stuart Devlin from Clockwork Marketing, who are incidentally also sponsors for the Devon Tourism Awards. Um, but I'm talking to Stuart in the next episode about user-generated content and uh, that's going to have a more of a hotel stroke hospitality theme coming up Uh, and we talk about some other things in that episode as well to do with hotel marketing so let's crack on with this episode the theme of this episode is actually around brexit um which we thought was kind of interesting and topical at the moment. It's in the news quite a lot. People are talking about it and thinking about it. And Stella had been doing quite a lot of work around that, thinking about how it affects small businesses, tourism businesses, and uh, hospitality businesses as well. So we cover a number of different issues in this episode surrounding Brexit for those types of businesses in this part of the world. So let's get straight into it. This podcast is brought to you by Shout Devon. Powerful social video strategy for tourism businesses across the Southwest. Check out shoutdevon.biz to find out more. I'm here then with Stella West Harling, MBE, who was the uh, founder of Ashburton Cookery School, amongst other things. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Just in a, in, a, in a brief nutshell, maybe you could tell us a couple of other things that you're doing at the moment. I know if, if we elaborate too much, we'll be, we'll be here all day. <laughs> but um, what else oh, are you yes. involved with at the moment? Uh, well, I mentioned the Dartmoor Community Kitchen Hub, which uh, I've been banging on about for about six years. And it's finally come to um, a point where we've got premises in Ashburton and it will deliver in a variety of Uh, things, one of which is a a hot meal service with an afternoon tea to uh, local people and that stretches way past but fast um, across the top of the moor um, up at um, Holm and down to Morton Hampstead Mm -hmm. Um, and we will be uh, delivering those in starting in uh, about May this next year Okay, and then you also uh, run or own at least the Home Farm Cafe? I do, I started that, um, that's in Park uh, National Trust Estate and uh, I started that about four years ago and um, my uh, business partner who I acquired, um, Nick Smith, uh, used to work with me on the Dartmoor Partnership and um, he's been absolutely amazing uh, and he and now his wife also are getting involved and Nick is very much the uh, person who's leading and driving what's going on with Home Farm Cafe now but the principles are still the same as the Ashburton Cookery School local, seasonal, organic wherever possible um, and no food miles um, 
And what we do there is, uh, you know, we do seven days a week, um, Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, uh, lunches and evening meal, afternoon teas, and then on the evenings, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we turn ourselves into a restaurant. And that's interesting. If you haven't been, you've got to go. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really becoming so much more important. And I think it's one of those hallmarks now of, hopefully, of Devon, or the way that it's it's going with the, the no food miles and sort of more yeah. organic. And yeah. like, I think that's probably one of the reasons people are actually coming to this part of the world. Now, would you agree with that? I, I totally agree. I think that um, it's... I, I do a lot of Women's Institute talks and uh, even going round to those people, it's amazing how many people always go to their local shops, always um, are going to the farmers' markets when they're there, and they're, they're all very staunchly supporting local producers. And um, I think we're well-placed in, in Devon to almost have a complete food policy here mm. of uh, sustainable food. Yeah, because there's so much of it on the doorstep, why yep. don't you use it? Absolutely, yep. what's the point in shipping it in from Lancashire or somewhere? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> So you've worked with lots of different kinds of businesses and you've set up a number of different businesses. So, mm-hmm. And um, what, what I'd like to, to focus on a little bit for this, this podcast is, um, is some of the Brexit issues, because when we spoke, you said you'd been kind of doing a bit of work on that and trying yeah. to understand that a little bit and prepare for that. Um, so what, in what, within the context of sort of tourism businesses, maybe we could run through um, a couple of the sort of the challenges that are coming or, or you think are coming and then maybe what sort of how to overcome those or prepare for those. Yeah, um, I, th- I think <clears throat> that it's very clear that, um, and it always has been, that the hospitality industry um, is at the forefront of the, uh, the pulse of the economy. When the pulse stutters, the, you know you're, you've got problems with the economy. And that's happened all the way through. So, for example, um, way back in 1990s, when we had, uh, early 1990s, we had problems with the economy. It had faltered and we had um, a run on the pound. And the economy uh, was shrinking Torquay was so badly hit because all the bed and breakfasts just closed down. Um, you know, so it's as as simple as that. You have a problem in the economy, you see it first in who books to go for a meal because that's the first thing that they do. Oh, I'm not going to go out for that. So that's very much, um, I suppose, an, an inter- that's the domestic market, effectively, that, that's affected there. To start off with, yes. But then the flip side of that, particularly in the situation that we're in at the moment, with the pound being devalued, is that people are probably going to be staying at home more often, aren't they? So does that that's balance right. it out, or how does that sort of affect At the moment, um, because of the fact that people have got used to going away on holiday because they think they haven't got any sunshine... Everybody feels that they're entitled to go away somewhere warm. And that's almost built into our culture now. Um, And uh, although if they'd have stayed here this summer, they'd have had a fantastic summer. It's been amazing, hasn't it? Um, But, you know, we've had some pretty ropey summers. And uh, I can remember myself saying, oh, if it's going to be like this, I'm going to go away. Anyway, I was here this summer, had a great time. Um, People are thinking about what's going to happen to their pound. They want to go on holiday. They're thinking they're going to go abroad. 
they know that they need 20% more of their money. The result is that they stop spending on other things. And one of those, unfortunately, is going to be, um, you know, a weekend away somewhere, uh, a a meal for five people. Mm. So that there is going to be a a knock-on effect. There's going to be a downturn. There's no doubt about that. Um, Briefly, until everybody feels, oh, no, it's okay. Pounds start rising up again and everybody will breathe a sigh of relief. But at the moment... We've got, um, if, you're, if you're in the airport, you're getting less than a pound. You're getting less than one euro to the pound. Right. That's today's news. Yeah. On the other hand, the people who want to come over here think, yippee, investment, yes. Uh, coming over on holiday, taking a trip across the UK is certainly very much on people's minds in the um, you know the, in in Germany, in the Netherlands, uh, even France, and great for the num- whole host of young students that come over uh, to learn English as well. That's a mm. big growth market, yeah. and that's going to be very very healthy. But that foreigner, that international market, is uh, much smaller, isn't it, than the domestic market? It is, for, yes. For Devon, so we, although that we can't is live great on that. there, yeah. we, we do need a, a sort of a booming domestic market as well, don't we? Yes, we do. So um, it, it's a it's a, a difficult balancing act, really. I think what we probably need is for the pound to go up a bit more, and I think if we got it to about um, one. 115, 118 to the euro, then uh, I think that's about okay. Mm. 120 would be nice. But we're certainly not going to see it go any higher than that for a while. Um, and if that's going to be the situation, it'll all ease off. Mm. And presumably, um, well, I mean, one of the things that's uncertain is how, how the government are going to deal with the actual. You know the, the actual process exit. Of, of, of exiting the yeah. EU. So, yeah. um, it, you know, do you have you thought about different sort of outcomes from that, and are there different maybe approaches to dealing with those different outcomes? Well, I was very fortunate enough to be talking to somebody um, who is a uh, financier with a huge portfolio, and this. The word out is that it is going to be tough. You know, we are going to have to work hard for our pounds. Um, But in five years' time, we are going to be far better off than if we'd have stayed in Europe. I sit on a number of um, different organisations, and one particular one has quite a few banking people who are in that part, Mm. and they're saying... Almost the same thing that you know, stick it out. We we'll, we will be okay, mm. but it's going to be a a bit of a tough. So uh, just to rewind a little bit, then, do you think there are kind of different approaches that the government might, might take, and that one might be sort of more beneficial or less beneficial, or that that we can kind of prepare in some way for for either of those? I think what we need to do is to always remember the adage, which is "cash is king." <laughs> <laughs> And how does that translate into a sort of... A, can you give me an example of that? Well, don't keep your money in a bank, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for a start. Um, but, um, no, I think that... Um, I think everybody has to be very aware of whichever, whichever part of the economy they're in. Uh, so I'm in the hospitality and tourism area. 
Um, so you need to understand your own market. And you also need to be able to look for new markets in hospitality and leisure and tourism, especially. Mm. Um, I mean, for example, Chinese people who are coming over at the moment um, are absolutely thrilled to be able to get over here at such a, a good price. Mm. And, you know, far more of them are now coming over. That's a complete new market for us. Mm. We don't really have a history of having lots of Chinese people coming over. We have had a history of having quite a lot of Japanese people mm. because they all come over... Um, on, I think they get two years when they get to a certain age and the villagers put money in and then they send all the youngsters out to do their two-year tour. Right. Uh, so the UK is part of that tour. Right. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah um, only because I had a, a Japanese friend who explained it all to mm. me. It was amazing. Um, and so, you know, we've got that market. We've got a whole new market coming up with... Um, you know, access back to America. I mean, Americans stopped coming here for eight, for a long time after um, 9-11, mm. and they're starting to come back again. And even more so because, uh, you know, our pound is so low. So, you know, they can... That's another <coughs> new market How do us. you prepare for those kind of markets then? Does that mean having a a, a menu in, in, in Mandarin, <laughs> or does it mean just marketing to China, or how does it, no, how do you, it, does it work? Well, we have... Um, we have Visit England, Visit Britain, and then we have things that go down to Visit Devon mm, yeah. and smaller ones after that. So we've got a a way of being able to market our way for, uh, right from the top, really, where they, you know, there's a, a push um, by the government where there's a marketing strategy um, and the we probably won't see it in the UK, obviously, but sometimes if you get on a plane, if you're going somewhere, you'll see, you know, some adverts coming up which happen to be about the UK. And um, there's big uh, international fairs where you go along and mm. you can bid in for various uh, um, uh, contracts to deliver in uh, um, holidays, etc. Mm. And, um, and also the... Uh, airlines get very much involved in that as well. So, you know, so I suppose, things. so then from a small business's point of view, um, that advice then would be to, to support those DMOs and those ATPs and things That's like right. Visit Devon and to sort of get involved with those. Absolutely, and, yeah. because um, as long as you keep, you know, you've, you've always got to keep marketing. You can't just sit there and expect people to come to you. And that has never worked particularly well for anybody. So that moves me quite um, on quite nicely to my next question, actually. was like, Do you think it's a, a good time to now be investing more into marketing and to kind of giving it a push because of these changes? Well, I think we've got a lot to learn, um, especially about social media. And I would love to see far more workshops being provided on social media um, because it's all changing. I mean, for example, Periscope, which I started using um, about a year ago, what a change in that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a race on to get involved with Periscope. Yeah. The big, uh, you know, sort of large organisations coming up with the most amazing stuff. Yeah. Whereas I can remember getting onto it and, uh, you know, you'd get a, a Periscope tweet come through and it'd be somebody saying, hello, it's a lovely day here today. Yeah. Let's go for a walk round the... Um, 
around the park yeah. and here's Johnny the doggy. And yeah, I suppose with all stopped. that new technology, it takes a while for f- people to figure yeah. out what to do with it and how to do it. And, yeah. um, you know, from a video point of view, we have that kind of that tussle between do you just do something on your mobile phone and upload it to Facebook yeah. or do you do something a bit more proper and then you've got to kind of decide what's the right channel and the right place to put those bits of video. You wouldn't want to do a something on your mobile phone and put it on the front page of your website but it, in, in a social media context it's fine yeah. to have that more conversational approach. It you know? is, it is and, and that whole way of using different things I mean, you know, it just it grows all the time. Snapchat is the latest one that's really buzzing as well. Mm. Um, Instagram, of course. Uh, WhatsApp, you know, that's expanding. There's so many of these new technologies. Are they taking over everything? I think that uh, some we th- we think that sometimes, uh, you know, some of it's saturated, like. Um, uh, Facebook, but in actual fact, they are still quite useful in the armory of things. Yeah, well, As, they're a very well thought out business. Facebook, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not just a, a bunch of people messing around in an office, is it? They've no. kind of thought of everything, really, haven't they? Yes, and they're still very dominant. Yeah, it is, and it's market leader. But you know, there's all these other things coming up, and you know, people over the age of about fifty probably struggle with a lot of that. Mm. Um, or should I say 60? <laughs> um, and, uh, but, you know, it, those areas have to be used and it can't be going round to somebody who's got, you know, something that, uh, I mean, we can all do it ourselves, can't we? If you get on the um, uh, WordPress, you can create yeah. a website. It may not be a very good website, but it will be a website. And I think people need to invest very heavily in modern technology Mm. and that's my real thing about it and they need to constantly update it they can't leave it I mean you go onto these websites and uh, somebody started doing a blog somebody said do a blog and it ended in 2014 and there's nothing on it it's always slightly Um, worrying so you know when you do something you need to keep it going really I think actually funnily oddly just to kind of connect it back to a point that we made earlier um, that social media is a really good way of reaching into these other countries. It is so, indeed. you know, you don't necessarily, yeah. although it's great to be a part of something like Visit Devon and to have that yeah. channel up to Visit England, you can actually do your own little bit by promoting, you, can. you know, to Germany or to, to Spain or something, as yeah. long as you've got your media translated into German Well, Spanish, the thing know. is there's quite a number of companies that actually do that. Yeah. Uh, you have to be a bit careful to make absolutely certain that the people who are doing the translation are totally able to use the idiosyncratic Mm. phrases um, because otherwise you can see it straight away and you know yeah, uh, we, we actually we do that ourselves, but we use a native German speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, got to be who could crack jokes in English yeah. <laughs> and understand them? You yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yes. So I, I think that we, it's it's one of those things we have to, we have to keep on being proactive in everything that we do, and and if something goes wrong, then ask for help, and you can find help really. Um, now there are still. Um, I think uh, that it used to be called Business Link. I don't know what it is now, but those are always, you know, you can go along and find people who will. Yeah, 
help you, or you can just ask somebody who's You've got actually a, a tour bay development agency and something sort of like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. who they are, yeah. unfortunately, but it used to be Business Link, and they used to have people around. And I'm hoping that we'll see more of that. Hmm. Um, but of course, we've got a government at the moment who doesn't believe in in giving financial assistance in any way to de- developing industry. Well, unless you're Google, oh. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just wave goodbye to the yeah. £40 billion pounds worth of uh, VAT and tax, yeah. Yeah, of course. So yes, I know, because they, uh, they, they closed down Growth Accelerator last year just as we were about to, to look into that, and that was, uh, a, that was a support mechanism for small businesses. And you think, well, hold on, that's surely a, a sort of a, a more right-wing government is probably more capitalist and yes. should be supporting business. And, Absolutely. And, you know, but it uh, didn't seem yeah. to be the case. But Well, I've just been notified by a panel that I sit on, which is a funding panel, that it's our, la- our next panel, which is actually this week, and it's the last one, mm. probably. <clears throat> no more EU money. <laughs> well, yeah, OK. <laughs> we're, we're back to the, to the Brexit subject. <laughs> um, just to sort of summarise uh, two of the key points that we've talked about. Um, one is to kind of uh, to connect with your, your DMOs and your sort of mm. overarching yeah. uh, businesses. One is to sort of make sure that your social media is up to scratch and Absolutely, that your website yeah. is kind of front-facing. And search um, new markets. And search new markets. Oh, well, there we got three. There, there we mm. go. <laughs> so, um, and that, but I suppose that feeds in through through the uh, through the the DMOs and through things like Visit Devon. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that that people can do to help um, to kind of prepare for slightly turbulent times? Do you think? Um, well, I think you have to be prudent in everything that you do. Uh, if you're going to expand. You need to be absolutely certain that you're expanding and you know that you are actually going to have the money coming in to enable you to fund that expansion. Because whatever's going to happen, uh, okay, interest rates may be low, but that's now. It may not be Mm. like that for all that much longer. Um, And any rise in interest rates can put your business at risk. it was so, 15% in the 80s, wasn't it? It certainly was. <laughs> Overnight, yeah. it went from 8.5% to 15%. Hmm. And that was... Uh, John Major went and hid in a cupboard. Nobody could find him. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't with Adrena, was he? <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably was, actually. I don't think... Uh, uh, yeah, he should probably be holding his hand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, things can happen which are totally unexpected. But you know what? When I think back from even being from down here in 1992 when I came down, um, we have been through all sorts of things in, uh, in that time. We had foot and mouth. We had, you know, the um, industry stopped at one point for one reason or another. We had the two banking crisis, you know, and yet we still survived. So if you make sure that you can um, keep a little bit of money on one side just in case... You yeah. know, the old just-in-case yeah. piggy bank. I think that's a wise, uh, think, wise advice for anyone, really, not just any, any tourism business. But uh, Well, <laughs> you know, the thing is that people forget about it. You yeah. know, everybody used to save at one point. They always, always used to have some savings. Mm. And um, I think the old generation do that. But when you're starting up in business, I mean, one of the people I was dealing with the other day had started up in business, and what she'd actually done was to buy her um, 
her goods her, her, to sell, she bought it on credit cards. Mm. Not only did she buy it on credit cards, but she was lured into thinking that she had to buy far more than she needed. Make sure that you don't have too much of anything at any given time, and if you do, get rid of it as fast as you can, for whatever you can, because nothing improves by keeping it hanging around anywhere, except for good bottles of wine, and most <laughs> people will try and drink that quickly. Yeah, they don't um, last long enough. No, they don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> OK, great, that's brilliant. Um, so there's a couple of different things that people can take away there, and um, uh, I think probably... You know, what was quite nice is what, what came through is that although, uh, although you know, we've spoken about things being turbulent, uh, certainly you've kind of suggested that, you know, nothing's going to fall apart at the seams. You, no. know, that, you know, we've kind of been to, in this place before, not this we specific have. place, yeah. but we've been through times like this yeah. and the keel always levels at the end, doesn't it? It does, it yeah. does. And, it, you know, we're very good at, at contracting and expanding again. We do it every year in the hospitality and tourism industry. We go from being, you know, quite quiet in January and February and March and then all of a sudden Easter happens and everybody turns up and very surprised to find that they may have a bit of waiting time at a table on Easter Sunday because, yes, everybody else has decided it would be a good idea to go out yeah. and have <laughs> Easter Sunday meal yeah. and not bother to phone up and yeah. check if there's a table. And so, you know, and we manage to deal with all of that. So we are a very fluid county, yeah. I think. So I, that will stand us in good stead. And whatever we don't get in terms of people saving their money at the moment um, for their holidays, uh, we will get it in another way. It'll come in in a different way as long as we find the right market. So, for example, if you're... If you're well known for your pasties, make sure that you start off doing banoffee pies as well or something or mm. whatever, mm. but get a second market in. Yeah, lots of strings to your bow. Strings to the yeah, bow. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for sharing your, your knowledge and your experience with us. And um, we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the decisions that are coming up. But, um, well, I'm banking on a good Christmas. Oh, good. Okay. Well, maybe we'll talk again in a year or something and yeah. see what happens and yeah. see if we can we reflect on what's happened. But yeah. um, for now, thank you very much, Stella West Harling. Thank you. The Leisure Business Broadcast is brought to you by Shout Devon. Subscribe at shoutdevon.biz forward slash podcast and stay up to date with the latest tourism marketing developments.